Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is a production of Roundpeg where we believe that marketing strategy should be delivered in plain English. This is Lorraine Ball. This is Jared Jewett. And this week, we're going to help small businesses compare themselves to other businesses. So how are we going to do that? I mean, what, what have we really got hiding in the wings that we want to present to people uh, from our brand? So today we're going to share with you guys some of the results from our 2014 social media survey. And looking at how other businesses are answering these questions are going to give, I think, our listeners some kind of guidelines for maybe what they should be doing. Yeah, absolutely. That's the hope. This has been so much fun, you know, to to, to help run this survey and look at the data. Um, but, you know, I'm new to this project, right? So you've been doing it uh, for a few years. So you want to explain maybe to listeners kind of what's up and, and why we do this and what's the philosophy behind it? So in, um, in 2010, when I first started doing the survey, one of the things that I was really frustrated about was the fact that there was a lot of data about what big companies were doing online with their marketing, with social media. You could find all these studies, but we weren't working with big companies. We were working with small businesses. And so we started um, initially some kind of crude attempts, did did a little bit of surveying. We've kind of gotten a pretty good process going for collecting information. So I now have four years' worth of data on what small businesses are doing when it comes to social media and now content marketing. Right. It's so cool that you're talking about those two different things because as I've, you know, just kind of peeked around in the data and really gone through some of it, you know, in the beginning we really were, uh, you guys were really, really surveying people about social media habits, right? Mm -hmm. And now, you know, following just web trends, it's really morphed into what are you doing about content marketing? What are you doing about, you know, what we call inbound marketing and using these channels to get people to your website, right? Absolutely. So, um, you know, as you were looking at some of the data, because you spent some time kind of reviewing the report, what were some of the things that maybe surprised you or you were interested in or just some of the things you saw in the data? Yeah. One of the biggest heavy hitters uh, was the fact that people who do say that they're spending time on social media are spending less time than they ever were before, which is, you know, a total behavior shift. But, you know, just like we were talking about, it really does line up with the fact that there's a lot more content marketing going on than just social media marketing going on. Well, and I think it's also that people have, um, I think they've gotten better at it. Mm -hmm. I think, you know, anecdotally, as we talk to people, I think people are more selective. And I think that's good that they're not just shotgunning, spending three hours on social media because it's the place to be. That they're kind of, they've got their process down. I get up, I do this, I write a blog post and I put it here, here, and here, and then I get on with my day. Yeah, and that's really been, I think, the narrative in the past year and a half or two years. You know, again, right along with the evolution of this this study, uh, that if you are going to be doing good marketing, uh, being good at social media is just a part of that, right? So rolling that into your schedule, not spending you know all of your time on it, the time you do spend on it is very focused uh, and very efficient, right? So it only makes sense that people really are spending less time. We, one of the things that I thought was really funny is when we asked people, you know, how much time they were spending and they would say, you know, a half an hour, an hour, two hours, in general, the average was less, but when I asked a second question, are you spending more or less time than you did a year ago, 
a disproportionate number of people said they were spending the same or more. The data didn't support it. Hmm. So people are spending less time, but it's feeling like more. Right, so there is this, this psychological sense of exhaustion, right? Of getting just burned out. And again, that makes perfect sense though too, right? Because we've seen social media networks come and go. There's only you know the big three or four that actually ever stick around, and and people are just tired. It's, um, I mean, and I see it myself. You know, maybe three years ago, I loved Twitter. I still like Twitter. Don't get me wrong, but I'm tired of. Headline after headline after headline. And so I don't go to it as much as I used to. And there are days that I'm on there and I need to be for business and it just feels like work. Yeah, I'm the exact same way. So, you know, personal story here. Um, my Twitter account actually got hacked at the beginning of the year. Ooh. Right? Oh, it was, it, was, it was a terrible experience. And I had a lot of followers and I followed a ton of people. And it's interesting, right? Because for me... It really was becoming tedious, and there was a time in there where I was using uh, using it for networking. So losing, you know, that that big network um, was on the one hand uh, not so great for me, but on the other hand, you know, having to build a new account, having to get you know a very smaller number of followers has made it a little more uh, a little fresher than it was before. It kind of refreshed my Twitter experience, but now I'm get, I'm starting to reach that threshold where where again it's becoming uh, tedious. And I had a very similar experience when I split Round Peg and the Rain Ball. I mean, Round Peg's got almost 8,000 uh, followers, and Lorraine Ball started up, and, and it's a much smaller community. And so, again, in the beginning, when it was that four to 500 person community, it was a lot of fun because I really was talking to everybody in my feed. So I think, you know, I don't want to, and we could probably do an entire show no, just totally. on, on Twitter and, and the ups and downs. But I think that idea that um, people are tired and they're, they're doing it, they're using their time wisely, but I think there is a certain level of this just feels like work and um, it, it is showing up in the data. So where are these businesses spending their time? Right. That, that's probably one of the most interesting things in our data, but I think it, it really makes a lot of sense and it comes through very very cleanly, um, you know, the, these business-to-consumer companies, the ones who are really selling products or uh, these kind of direct services, are all about Facebook. They absolutely love Facebook, right? Because they can have a, a company page, they can push out updates uh, to the people who follow their, uh, their brands and really talk about and essentially hawk their wares. Facebook's great for that. Mm -hmm. It really is, especially if you're using it as kind of a, vis a visual medium. But then on the other side of the coin, there are the B2B businesses, right? The guys who are really out there looking to make connections with other business people. And LinkedIn uh, is where they're spending all their time, which, which makes sense. You know, and one of the things about our survey, and this has been uh, fairly consistent for the last few years, we promote the survey on LinkedIn, on Facebook, on Twitter, in emails to our constituency, on promoted posts on other websites. And by, by a significant margin, LinkedIn always outperforms. We get probably more between a half and two-thirds of our response through the LinkedIn links. Now, a lot of the people that we connect with, I'm connected with on all sorts of platforms, but they seem to respond 
to the request on LinkedIn. And so I would have thought that the data would be more top-heavy LinkedIn, but it really wasn't. So I really feel like um, you still have businesses and individuals that are on multiple platforms. That's really clear, but totally, like you said, the consumer businesses, um, something like 69% of the companies focused on the consumer segment say Facebook is their primary. Um, 59% of B2B companies um, are using LinkedIn first. But this year was interesting because among B2B companies, this was the first year that Twitter edged out Facebook for the mm. number two slot. Wow, that's really interesting. I, but it makes sense, right? Because on Twitter, you can really be a talking head. You can really be kind of a thought leader. And if business people are going to Twitter to look for other important business people, uh, that's where they want to be, not Facebook. Because those business guys aren't spending their time, you know. Maybe they're spending their time talking about the families and their dogs and stuff, but they're not talking about business really on Facebook. I also think that Facebook has done a lot of things to squeeze down the visibility mm -hmm. of companies and company pages and so there is less and less and less return mm -hmm. and I'm gonna bet that that's going to that this will be even more dramatic and shift a year from now yeah if I were to make a prediction uh, in the next year uh, next year and a half uh, these, these B2C companies are gonna move to Twitter they absolutely are because the visibility there is I don't want to say free, but you at least get in front of people regardless. Like you will always be in someone's timeline if they follow you, but that's not necessarily true uh, with Facebook in the way they've, especially now that they've reworked their algorithm. Yeah. So yes, Twitter is moving to sponsored updates and paid updates and, and there are ways to, to kind of get in front of more people, but you're right. If as a company account, you do a good job of building a community, your updates are going to be visible. Mm -hmm. So um, one of the other kind of interesting things uh, that we saw in the data was primary network based on the size of the company. So not just the, not just, you know, whether they serve B2B or B2C. We really looked at, um, you know, big companies versus small companies. And where we saw a lot of activity was solopreneurs were uh, individual businesses, you know, business owners who were running one-man shops, they were go they're turning to Twitter. Yeah. Again, I think it's the idea of being able to be a talking head on Twitter. On LinkedIn, you don't necessarily have so much of that because you're really uh, posting your resume. And unless you've been asked or invited by LinkedIn, you know, to write blogs, right, or, or to have that option enabled you're just another person with a resume up on LinkedIn, really. Um, but on Twitter, you know, you can write your own article on your website and promote it as much as you want. And, and that's huge for people who are going it on their own. So, you know, that I think that's a, a real takeaway for people that are listening is, you know, where do you fit in this mix? What are you trying to accomplish? And, and where do you have the best shot at visibility? And that we are definitely going to continue to see that shift from Facebook, where everybody was most comfortable. Mm -hmm. Two years ago, three years ago, Facebook was number one almost across the board. Yeah. And I think people are getting more comfortable on LinkedIn and Twitter, and I think particularly LinkedIn is doing a much better job 
with their platform. Oh, absolutely. And people, you know, it's so funny because quote unquote social media experts were saying this, you know, three, four, five years ago. You know, everyone said my Twitter is where, you know, I get kind of a mix of business and personal. Facebook is where I get personal. LinkedIn is where I get business, right? And now finally the entire, well, most of the usership of Facebook has said, whoa, 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 we don't want to be sold to here. This is where we go to hang out and look at people, you know, grilling out in their backyards, right? They're not really all that interested in consumer products where, you know, and as more of those people move to adopt Twitter and the professional people move to adopt LinkedIn, you know, on those platforms, they really don't care as much about being sold to. They actually expect it a lot of the time. There's a little bit of a pendulum swing, that, that kind of backlash where people are saying, I, I don't want to be sold to. I'm here to hang out. Nobody gets up in the morning and goes, you know, I need an insurance agent. I think I'll look for an insurance agent on Facebook. Right. It really just doesn't make any sense. It's that cognitive dissonance, even for people who who aren't social media savvy, because there's tons of people on Facebook now who that's all they really know is Facebook. And even those people are just like, there's no way I'm using this tool to buy stuff. So, you know, we've talked a little bit about where people are. We've talked about the time they're spending um, last, uh, we've already done a podcast specifically on uh, customer service and social media and content marketing, but let's take a look at some of the other things that people are doing, um, and, uh, you know, on, in online and where online and particularly social media has its benefits and where it doesn't, um, building awareness. Yeah. I think building awareness has always been sort of the number one, um, reason that businesses in particular, yeah, have gone on uh, to social media. I mean, more than, you know, 70% of our respondents said that they use social media uh, to raise awareness of their brand. And, you know, in, in all places, you know, I've worked, you know, in marketing, that was the point of our social media, was brand awareness. You know, it's interesting because um, the more passive activities, you know, I'm on social media to build the brand or to build professional networks or kind of drive traffic which are a little bit kind of generic and, and a little hard to manage. And the more specific activities that I still kind of put under brand awareness, using social media and content marketing to launch a particular product, only 30% of the people in our survey said they did that. Um, so it's kind of like they, they tow in the water, they're using social media, but not for any of the heavy lifting in their business. Oh, absolutely. Uh, you know, that's one of the things... Um, you hear that social media isn't inexpensive, it's just different expensive. And I think if more people embrace that, mm -hmm. you know, as a way to really get some of these new products and services launched, um, they can move some of their expenses away from the things that necessar that don't necessarily work as well anymore, like uh, like like mass printing, for mm -hmm. instance. Uh, you, can, you could shift money away from that, uh, put it into very effective social media promotion campaigns for the launch of a new product. And, and People, I don't think, are ready for that. I, we, the data is certainly showing that they're not. And, and we're seeing that in related categories. People kind of use the Internet um, to find news and information. And, you know, 65% oh, of our, our survey said, yes, they use it for that. But you turn around and only 40% are using it to track their competitors and maybe only 30% to do any real market research. Isn't that interesting? It, it fast, because the information is there oh, and totally. it's free. It's and free. It, it, you know, other than the time that it takes. And I, so I think, you know, as I look at, and that's kind of one of these overriding conclusions from this survey, is 
small businesses are skimming the surface. They're using the tools, but not really taking advantage of the richness of the tools that that the possibilities. And maybe it's a, maybe it's a taking for granted. You know, maybe because it, we don't really think about all this information even being out there. And, you know, like I said, it all being free, you know, and your competitors are definitely there. You know, maybe even in a personal capacity, just talking about, uh, you know, the new products or services that they're coming out with. And you're like, man, why can't I figure out, you know, when they're going to launch a new product? I bet you anything they tweeted about it. I bet you I bet you anything they, they've released a Facebook post on it. Just go and, and spend the time and really, you know, figure out what your competitors are up to. When I first got out of grad school, I went to work for a company, and my job was to really uh, sort of profile our competitors. And I had uh, spent hours and hours tearing up trade journals and digging through microfilm files in the library because there was no Internet. And I walked into meetings, and I would... I would make predictions about when my competitors were going to launch products and I and you know what they were doing and the engineers in the industry were really surprised and I was doing it just because I was watching their marketing activities and I could tell when they were dialing back saving money for the next launch. I could do that same analysis today in a couple of hours. Oh my goodness, in a fraction of the time. Yeah. And um, it just astounds me. It well, it it more it frustrates me more than astounds me because the information is there and companies could use it. And I again, I don't think businesses are really quite ready yet. And I think that is that next opportunity that is going to separate out some of the more successful small businesses from the ones that continue to kind of coast along. The ones that begin to look at the internet and the capabilities as that next level of their business. Right, and really adopting that level of comfortability with it. So there's lots more stuff in the report and we could talk for hours, but we're not going to. Um, If you've enjoyed today's conversation, if you want to learn more Go ahead and download the full report. It is the first of two publications we're going to have as a result of the research. We're going to be collecting more data and publishing an expanded report in the fall. And we hope that you'll join us again next week as we talk about something else marketing related. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.